Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, this show was recorded and uploaded in April 2009. My guest today is a leading proponent of the raw and living foods lifestyle. She's a lecturer, author, and radio show host herself. Welcome, Rio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I had the uh, pleasure of seeing your new video on at the Green Lifestyle Film Festival. But I have a question for you before uh, we go into that. How did you become hooked on raw? Okay, well, when I was a teenager, uh, my first job ever was in a health food store where one side of it, I was working in the juice bar. It was a fresh juice bar. And I was really just looking for a summer job, and that was the job that came through. I had applied at many different places, and the job that came through was in that juice bar. So as I was serving juices and uh, talking to people that summer, I became educated about raw foods and what these juices would do for people. And that was my first introduction. And where did you go from there? Did you go from being a vegetarian to going raw or... How did that well, come what, about? What, uh, at the health food store, what happened is that I would, you know, I'd be on one side of it. It was like a long, skinny room, and one side was the health food store and one side was the juice bar. And all week long, I'd be looking over at the other side because there were so many fascinating, interesting things <laughs> and books and foods that I've never seen before. And at the end of the week, I'd take my paycheck and go over to the other side and <laughs> I... <laughs> hardly earned anything that summer because I spent all my um, money on educating myself. And among those books that I bought was Anne Wigmore book. And so I started reading and found out that it wasn't only the raw juices that would affect your health, but it was also the raw foods. And I would love to say that I jumped right on it at that time, but what I did do at that time is I eliminated all the foodless foods like the white sugar and the white flour and canned foods and anything processed. So that's what I did at that time. And then later on in my life is when I uh, adopted the raw food. You basically transitioned. You took your time doing it. I did. I was very young at that time. I was just, you know, maybe 15. Yeah, well, looking at your video, you're pretty young still. <laughs> Thank you. You look great, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the um, new video, that that was so... I, I got to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry they showed it the time they did. It was like 8 a.m. on a Saturday. But, I know, I was appalled. <laughs> but, but, you know, they told me, hey, you're opening the festival. It was like a, an honor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, how can I get more people to see this? So I figured I have to have you on the show and talk about it. The video is great. It's not out yet as of this um, as of this. Uh, recording, uh, which is April 2009, so by the time uh, many of you hear this vid, uh, this recording, you will, this will come out. It's, it's coming out in June 2009, right? No, it's going to be out next month. Next May. month, May. Mm-hmm. All right. Because it's already for... at the, being done, so it's out of my hands now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great video. It's, it's Thank what, you. Two hours? Is it, is it that long? Pardon me? How long is it's it? It's uh, 92 minutes. 92 hour and a half, okay. Now, how did your, um, when you went raw, were you married at the time? Did you have children or anything? I have one child, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, divorced. I, what it was is I had gained 
over a, an incident that happened, I had used food, you know, as people, norm, you know, sure. unfortunately, normally use food to sort of appease themselves or make themselves feel good, trying to get through a hard time. Yes, and that's what I did. And I had gained a lot of weight in a very short period of time. Um, I'm, I'm only five feet tall, so really my weight should be no more than 110. And I had gone shot up to 188 pounds. Whoa. So uh, I had that weight on for four years, and at that time I was with uh, my partner, who is Lee. You saw him in the video. Uh-huh. And uh, he, um, you know, he, I kept telling him, you know, I've got to get this weight off, but I needed a strong incentive. And uh, he, you know, he got tired of me telling him that. So one day what he did, because we used to sing in clubs, but once I gained the weight, I, I no longer wanted to. I didn't feel like, you know, singing in clubs. So... Uh, what he did was, and I, I really thank him so much, he went back to a club that we used to work at periodically, and he got us a booking, and it was six weeks ahead. <laughs> and he said, came back, and he says, okay, we're booked here. We start now. Now do something. <laughs> 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 and it was, it was so wonderful. I mean, it was a wonderful thing for him to do for me because it gave me a very strong incentive. And at the same time, I was able to lose half that weight in six weeks. And so how did you do it? Did you go 100% raw? Did you do a lot of I smoothies? went 100% raw and 100% on juices. Okay. Raw juices. And there's a spa here uh, in upstate New York called the New Age Health Spa. And I went there um, usually about four days a week, and then I would come back and continue it on my own and then go back. And the reason I would go back there is because they had exercise classes all day. So it was not only doing the juices, but also doing the exercise classes and, and really getting motivated. And I would come back also three days a week because I had to work on my repertoire because since I was opening a club, I had to have something to sing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, weight is a, a, is a major reason women go raw. That's why I really want to focus on this for a minute. Um, and so what kind of exercises were you doing? Do you, were you doing some stuff at home as well? Yes, yes. I. Um, it, it just... the. The fact that I had to meet that deadline just totally motivated me. And I really uh, think that that's an important part of losing weight. And it can be different for, you know, this was my motivation. It can be different from for everybody. Sometimes people lose weight because they got to go to a wedding or they're, somebody's getting married or who knows, or they're getting married. I mean, it could be different for so many people. You have to find what is the thing that's going to motivate you to do it. And then, of course... Doing it with raw juices is just so easy because you lose your appetite, really. You just want that, you know, the juice, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's it. You're on to other things. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking at Raw Spirit Festival. That's my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot go on but you, stage. But you're not overweight, are you? I, no, I've got I, about 20, 20. picture. No, I got about 20, 25 pounds. Oh, okay. I need well, to that'll eliminate. be gone in a jiffy. Yeah, I keep saying that. <laughs> I'm like you, what you've been saying. You know, it's like what you were, you'd been saying to Lee, how he's getting tired of it. I'm sure um, my husband's tired of it, too. It's like I keep saying, no, I, I, can't, put, I can't buy these pants. I, I don't fit into them right. You know, and right. Uh, so I said, okay, Raw Spirit Festival, I cannot go with this excess weight. That uh, was another thing that I did, but I, I know this doesn't work for a lot of people, but I would buy uh, something in one size smaller. Yes, 
Yes. And then I would just try it on every week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm doing the same for my mother now. My mother came to live with me about a year ago, and she was like 180 pounds when she got here. And she's smaller than five foot. Wow. So um, what we did is we put her on mostly raw. She won't do 100% raw, but we did mostly raw with her. And uh, she has, she's down to about 140 now. Well, congratulations to her. Yes. How's she feeling? Is she happy? She's feeling pretty good. She's feeling pretty good. I mean, it's all new to her, and I can't tell you that she loves it like I do. But, you know, she's doing it. She's cooperating. Okay. And are are you doing any supplements at all? Uh, For myself or my mother? For yourself. Myself? I do food-based supplements, and I usually do two weeks on and two weeks off. Can you give us an idea what that means? That means I do supplements, let's say, for two weeks, no, and the then I <laughs> no, let I mean, go of them. Two I weeks. mean, what kind of supplements? You're saying I do sometimes. I do uh, vitamin mineral green. Okay. Sometimes I do greener grasses. Sometimes I do. Um, right now, I'm doing Nanoplex, uh, which is a B complex, a natural B complex liquid. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sometimes I do hyaluronic acid. There's uh, one brand of hyaluronic acid that um, that is not uh, uh, animal-based. Um, let's see, what else do I do? Truly natural vitamin C sometimes. I mean, I, I mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, because do you, would you find or do you think that if you didn't mix them up, you would throw your body off balance doing the same thing all the time? I, I don't think I have... Uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't have anything to back this up, but uh, the last time I got tested, I didn't have any... Um, any kind of uh, nutritional deficiencies or anything. So I just try to not do one thing exclusively to not throw myself off balance, like you said. I just try to do a variety and, 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 and keep moving them around, and again, two weeks on and two weeks off. Because I don't want my body to become dependent on anything. Yeah. Now, the one thing I do do regularly is green juices. I do wheatgrass and I do uh, herb juices and uh, edible weed juices sometimes. Yeah, edible weeds are becoming a big thing right now, aren't they? They are. And I'm going to specialize that in in my farm, that I'm developing a farm in upstate New York, and I'm going to be uh, selling all the edible weeds (laughs) that I can find and put in there. Wow. Okay, let's talk about that when we come back in a moment. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, this is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please check out my newest site, letstalkraw.com, where your questions will be asked of our guests. We've got a full lineup through July 2009 as of this episode. With a small one-time lifetime fee, you can participate in all the interviews by emailing your questions and receive my e-booklet, Let's Talk Raw, and Unbaker's Dozen of My Favorite Recipes. Please check out, take the time, check out my websites, revelation.com, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook, find out about my teleclasses, or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self empowering playbook, and Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, and also books I recommend from Amazon and more. As a matter of fact, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life is on Amazon, uh, and we keep selling out, so go ahead and buy it from there or come back, come to my site, revelations.com. That's with two V's and two L's. My guest today is Rio. She is a raw and living foods lifestyle uh, proponent. She's a lecturer, author, and radio show host. 
And her website, Raw Food Info, all one word, rawfoodinfo.com. She's got a book out called Hooked on Raw, which I have. Great, great book. And she's got a new uh, video coming out. But right now, let's talk about what you, uh, what we started to talk about in the last uh, segment, edible weeds. How are you you're going to just have a farm growing them? Is that how that's going to work? Well, it's not only going to grow the edible weeds. That what We have a variety of other things that we're going to offer, you know, organic vegetables, of course, and, uh, and uh, fruit trees and nuts, nuts and uh, raspberries, blueberries, etc. But I do want to focus on the edible weeds because they are such an important part of the dietary, I think, that most people are not getting because it's very difficult to get them in the first place. And I'm talking about edible weeds like lamb's quarters and purslane and gout weed and stinging nettles and miner's lettuce, and it goes on and on. I mean, it, it's just dandelion, as you mentioned in the break. I mean, it's, it's, it's just wonderful. Uh, these vegetables that nature has created for us and that most of us consider a nuisance, and we try to eradicate them. And there's all kinds of pesticides that are put out there to eradicate uh, particularly dandelions. And if people only knew how valuable dandelions were to their health, they would be <laughs> blessing them instead of trying to uh, eradicate them. Yeah, you just gave me a great idea because we're to, we're looking at turning our full, our, well, I am, <laughs> I can't speak for my husband, uh, looking at turning my backyard into a whole edible uh, yard instead of having oh, grass. Oh, that'd be wonderful. But I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, having just edible weeds instead of trying to plant specific uh cabbages and lettuce and stuff like that that are hard to grow sometimes weeds are easy weeds <laughs> are easy i mean in new york weeds. city they come out of the cracks in the sidewalk <laughs> i mean they are hardy and i contend that they impart that hardiness to us oh that makes sense that makes sense yeah when something's so difficult to grow you know and where we where we live it would make sense to eat something that's easy to grow where we live Right. And weeds also, they find their own place. Like uh, on my farm, I have tried to plant uh, certain weeds mm-hmm. in, uh, I hate to call them weeds, they're edible plants really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weeds is sort of a disparaging uh, term. We use it because everyone understands what we're saying, but um, I have tried to put them in certain areas and they want to find their own place. Oh. So I'll put them here and maybe they don't come up here, but the later I'll find them over there. Huh. Well, it's very funny. <laughs> at least they want to grow around somewhere. That's, that's right. Cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. It's like they have a mind of their own. Yeah. Well, they do. Like you say, they grow anywhere they want to grow. Um, right. So let me ask you, uh, Rio, now that you're um, looking at eliminating weight, you still got a little bit more to go, right? E- eliminating what? Weight. Weight. Excess no, weight. No, I'm yeah. about I'm about one ten now. I okay. I, you know, people say I could be a hundred, but I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> did, did you do uh, three meals a day? I, I'm not super. I, I I'm not. I don't like the super thin look. Yeah. Yeah. 
That, you know, that, that was one of the things when I first became vegetarian, and uh, I would look at guys especially, and they'd be six feet tall, and they weighed 130 pounds. Right. And I'd say, why do they feel they have to be that thin? I mean, there's no reason for a vegetarian or raw vegan or anybody who's whatever, you know, to be that thin. You know, I, I, I think- like... A, I think our society promotes that kind of thing. And uh, when you look at mainstream newspapers, magazines, and all kinds of media, that's mostly what you see. You don't see normal weight people. You see very, very (laughs) slender people. Yeah, but you see even more slender in vegetarians and raw vegans when they start, uh, some of the guys especially, not so much the women. But anyway, uh, do you do a three-meal-a-day thing or five to six meals? I do three meals. Okay, so you don't munch in between at all? I, I usually don't. If I'm out in the garden, um, sometimes I just munch. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm out there, I'm eating, I don't even get in, because when I have a chance to be out in the garden, you can't drag me in. I can understand that when I go I'm, out there. I'm, like, totally yeah. addicted to being out there in the garden. It's, it's, and, it, you know, it's one of the wonderful, beautiful addictions, really. Because you're getting fresh air and your hands are in the soil. And there's magic and mystery out there. People that are not close to nature really don't understand how much magic there is out there. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, I have seen some magical things on my farm. Like what? Like, for example, one thing that I I never could figure it out, but... (laughs) <laughs> and maybe someone out there knows, maybe one of your listeners knows what this is about. But I have a huge pile of rock dust that I had delivered because rock dust is a wonderful fertilizer for the soil and for the plants. So um, I was digging into the rock, into, into the rock dust because I was putting it in the wheelbarrow to take it where I wanted it. So I'm digging, digging. This is late uh, last fall, and it was uh, a little bit... You know, not frozen hard, but it was, you know, solid because we had already had some cold weather. So I'm digging in, and I'm digging a shovel full. I dig it out, and then another shovel full. I dig it out, and then I see this little baby something. I couldn't identify what it was, but it was a little baby animal, and it was inside the rock dust, and it was alive. Hmm. Now, how would an animal survive inside the rock dust like that? And how did the mother put it in there? I mean, see, that's a mystery to me. Is it still alive? Was it still alive? Yes, it was still alive. But unfortunately, I couldn't put the rock dust back, so I don't know what happened to it after. I tried. What I did is I I put it under a bunch of leaves, so I hope it kept warm that way, but I, I really don't know. Oh, did you get a picture? No, but that's 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 a very good idea. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking this year, I'm going to have the camera with me, so when I spot these things, I'm just going to take a picture. Yeah, we've got to see what this is. I know. Never heard of that. Uh, now, you, you, you have some very cold weather there. One of the issues I've heard from many people who are raw food advocates say that they can't, they, they, this is when they tend to eat more cooked food, more warm foods. What do you do? Okay, in my book, Hooked on Raw, I have this uh, recipe for a a winter warming food. It's called Hooked on Roots Salad. I don't Mm. know if you ever tried that recipe. But it's just a variety of different roots, 
all different roots, and I grate them all up, and then I mix them with uh, pumpkin seeds, grated pumpkin seeds, and avocado, and I mash it all together. That particular salad in the winter is very, very warming, and I try to figure out what it was about it. I couldn't figure it out. And then I think I came to a conclusion. You see, in the winter, all the energy drops, the leaves drop off everything, and everything dries up. Mm -hmm. So all the energy goes into the roots. So when you're eating roots in the winter, I think it's very warming because all the energy is there. Oh. I I I have no scientific proof for this, but this is just my gut feeling. Yeah, well, sometimes guts are the the, the way you know we know what's going on with our lives. Um, That's true. It's Unfortunately, also, we don't value information that comes from in the interior. As I say, there's a lot of magic and mystery out there in nature, but we only value what we term so-called scientific, which usually is not scientific at all, but, but we've given it this certain power over us that if it's not scientific, it's not valuable or important or even can be trusted. Yeah, absolutely, and very often it's biased. Yes, yeah. it's very biased with commercial interests, government interests, etc. Yeah, I think that uh, the, the salad you just talked about, too, is very grounding for people who have a hard time. You know, they space out sometimes if they eat a lot of fruit and a lot of uh, mm, yes. um, um, juicy. And you stuff. can take a combination of any kind of roots. Usually I use about five roots or maybe even six roots in the salad and it doesn't matter what kind of roots they are just mix all the roots together that sounds great okay it's we'll wonderful. be back we'll be back in a moment with rio uh go to her website rawfoodinfo.com we'll talk about it when we come back hold on Hi, this is Revel back with Rockin' Radio. This segment of Rockin' Radio is brought to you by Raw Spirit Festival, which will be held in three different locations throughout 2009. Go to rawspirit.com to find out when and where. At this time, I'm scheduled to speak in Santa Barbara and Prescott, Arizona. Come see me. Remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health. Pick up my book, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, on revelations.com, two V's and two L's. This segment of uh, Rockin' Radio is sponsored by... Photo Booth, Los Angeles, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an upcoming event, please consider having Photo Booth Los Angeles as part of the festivities. They're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, and more. This segment is also brought to you by PopsProductions.com, PopsProductions.com, where you can find webinars on web servers, Web 2.0, social media, links to great money-saving online resources, and more. Find out about their latest online classes to improve your relationship with the Internet at popsproductions.com. Um, we're back with Rio. I'm going to go ahead and close some windows here as soon as I can get up. And we've got the gardener chose to do the lawn right as I'm in the middle of this show. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Rio's website, rawfoodinfo.com. Go there. She, um, I want to talk about your site for a quick minute. You've got okay. some interesting things on there. You've got recipes. Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you're, you're an activist. What, yes. what, uh, what's near and dear to you? Well, the thing that I've dedicated myself to talk about mostly this year and uh, last year also, is the genetic engineering of plants and seeds. 
because that is one of the major dangers that we have for organic food or any kind of food that is is uncontaminated. Uh, the genetically engineered food will be raw, but will it be the same as non-genetically engineered food? And all independent research points to the fact that it is definitely not the same. Now, our government and industry says that genetically engineered food is, quote, substantially equivalent to regular conventional food. But where did they get that phrase? They got it from a Monsanto man that went into the government because, unfortunately, in our government, the United States government, we have what is called the revolving door, whereas people in industry, particularly uh, Monsanto and different biotech industries, they go into their private sector jobs and then they rotate get rotated into the government, do their dirty work there. I call it dirty work there. And then they get rotated back into the private sector. There's somebody now, a lawyer from Monsanto. His name is Michael Taylor. He has done this several times, and he's poised to be rotated back into this new government at the moment. And so that, that is my passion, this genetically engineered food, which is not nature's food. Uh, we have contaminated it. We have allowed industry to contaminate that food. And the reason I say contaminated is because if people know how, that, like, at least half of the, our commonly available foods are po- uh, pollinated with pollen, and pollen is released into the air and drifts. So let's say on my farm I'm growing corn that is not genetically engineered, but my neighbor down the road is growing genetically engineered corn, and both of those corns tassel at the same time, his pollen will come over into my field and create a genetically engineered version of my corn. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't plant that, there I've got it, and I end up with it. It's, It's a form of trespass, but it hasn't been proven in the courts yet that it is trespass. No, and you can get sued for having their stuff on your property. Exactly, because they've patented this. So it, they're saying, at least the courts in Canada have said, unfortunately, that that it doesn't matter how it gets on your land. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ridiculous, because let's say if somebody has some, uh, you know, cement or something that's rolling onto your land, wouldn't that be trespass and you don't want it there? You could definitely sue them for that. So why is it that they can trespass and, and uh, change your plants on their land and then sue you because you stole supposedly their technology? Yeah, I mean, the courts are nuts. Uh, there's no common well, sense involved. Well, up in involved. Canada, here in the United States, it hasn't been tested yet, as far as I know. Ah, it hasn't okay. been tested, so we don't know. And Canada went up to the Supreme Court, and I personally believe somebody was paid off there. Because it's impossible for any person that thinks with common sense to say, you know, I didn't buy this mutant seed, I didn't plant this mutant seed, it got on my land because this is how nature works with pollen, and now I'm going to be responsible for it? Yeah. You know, and i got to pay somebody for it? That's ridiculous. Isn't it ridiculous? It is ridiculous, and that's why there's so many of us now who are growing our own food and creating our, turning our grass into 
edible food, whether it's uh, the edible weed. And I encourage people to do this. I encourage people to do this. Yeah, whatever it takes. Even if you have, like when I lived in an apartment, we had earth boxes. Um, trademark. <laughs> and, <laughs> we had earth boxes. I had, uh, you know, you can hang things from. You can grow sprouts. Do you do much with sprouts, uh, Rio? Yes, I do. I do. I grow wheatgrass, and I grow um, uh, sunflower sprouts and buckwheat sprouts and pea sprouts. I love pea sprouts. Pea sprouts are great. Yeah, and how do you feel about, say, uh, I'm just going to throw a few questions at you here that are common for most people, enemas and or colonics? I believe in enemas and colonics, but not as a regular, everyday thing. What I do is maybe once a year at this time, uh, maybe in the beginning when I was getting into it, I did it more, but now at this time, once a year, I do three colonics. And that's about it for me. And I, and I think once you get your health to a certain level, I think that would be good. Now, if you're recontaminated with something or if you, let's say, get off the raw diet and go back to cooked for a while, then I would do another cleanse and, you know, get yourself back up to speed. Did you, did you do them when you were um, weighing up around 180? Did you decide? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That was one of the things that they offered up at that spa, and I took advantage of it. Okay. And did you find a major difference when you did it? You did a round of a uh, set of three. You know, I have to say, in my own case, um, whether I was fat or fit or more slender as mm-hmm. I am now, um, I've always had pretty good health. So I've never had in the only time that I've ever been impacted by ill health. I'll have to say, is when nine eleven happened. Because I live in New York City, not at the farm, but in New York City, our apartment is 10 blocks uh, north of the World Trade Center and direct center. Mm -hmm. So we were impacted by all that pollution. And even though our symptomology was not real strong like some of the people around us, still we had it. And so at that time, we went through some really serious detox to get ourselves back to where we were before. I see. Uh, you have a radio show. Let's talk about that for a hot minute. Who, who do you uh, interview and where? how can people get a hold of you? Okay, the radio show is at uh, nytalkradio.net. nytalkradio.net. And I interview all kinds of people. Um, we were just talking about, I just interviewed this week, the, or last week, the Raw Model, which that show is running this week. And this week, I'm going to interview a journalist called um, Lynn Cohen-Cole. And she's done a lot of work with this. There's a lot of bills in Congress right now, headed up by one of them is called H.R., that's the House um, bill, H.R. 875, and it's called the Food Safety Modernization Act, and she's going to be talking this week about how this really is going to wipe out organics, and I was reading some of the bill actually this morning, and I think that she's right, because in the wording of the bill, uh, one of the draconian measures that they have, see, it's not that we're against food safety, we need food safety, but when you target small farms or organic farms, like, for example, one of the draconian measures in that bill is million-dollar-a-day fines. 
Well, you'd wipe out an organic farm, a small organic farm in one day. Yes. With that. Yes. And do you so think, it, you know, it's ridiculous. There's no judicial review. So who do you go to if you, let's say, you're being targeted that way? There's also prison time involved. Mm. So this, this is a, a really dangerous, scary bill, and we have to contact our representatives. And I would encourage people to listen to my show next week because it's going to be all about the, these bills before Congress. And this journalist is very knowledgeable about that. But just, just as, since you brought that up, how do you feel about the Obamas and them doing a uh, organic farm on, on uh, their property? Well, I think it's, that part of it is wonderful, but I think she ought to talk to her husband and find out why they put Tom Vilsack as the Secretary of Agriculture, who's a Monsanto man. You know, it's like a dichotomy there. I mean, it makes no sense. Okay. Unless it's done, I mean, I don't want to, you know, say something. I, you know, I, I'm giving, personally, I voted for him because, you know, my candidate, which is was Dennis Kucinich, <laughs> didn't make it into the finals. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, I voted for him, and I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him nine months to see what he's going to do. Some things I like what he's going to do, but some of his appointees are the same old, same old. Yeah, absolutely. And doing an organic garden there on the White House is wonderful, and I hope people follow that example and do it. But... When you've got Tom Vilsack as Secretary of Agriculture, you've got Monsanto in your back pocket. And that's scary. It's very scary because that's, that's why this H.R. 875 bill is so important because, you know, it's going to wipe out organics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand we won't be able to get and seeds me, or as anything. An, and as an organic farm, I'm not registered, you know, with the USDA as an organic farm. I'm going to be, I'm not ready to sell anything. Possibly this year I might be able to sell some things, but definitely next year. But I'm going to register with a private organization called Certified Naturally Grown. And what that does is a private certification, and we follow all the organic standards and above. Because right now it's really beyond organics. Unfortunately, with the U.S. government handling organics, there's a lot of politics involved, and a lot of things are getting into organics that I would never use and shouldn't be used in organics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's really beyond organics at this point. And I'm going, in my farm, I'm going biodynamic, and I'm also doing a permaculture model. So I'm, I'm definitely way beyond organics. Great. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. Nice to see you doing that. Um, th- thank you, Real. This has been great. I'm, I appreciate you coming on the show and taking your time to talk to us about all this. Oh, it's been my pleasure. All right. Don't go thank away. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> You're very welcome. Rawfoodinfo.com. Go to her site. There's a lot of good stuff. Um, and remember also, go right now to register for letstalkraw.com. I'm going to see if I can talk Rio into coming on that one, too. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel to go free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity Singh. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.